is the Taz and Jim podcast. Christmas was different this year. I tested positive for COVID-19 a couple days into Christmas break. So, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, quite the experience. And I, I just want to share this because I know a lot of people, I was one of them, say, oh, COVID-19, I mean, all these precautions are in place. I don't even know a single person, a friend of a friend, or you hear about someone's cousin who, who got COVID. But I personally didn't know anyone who had it until I found out that I probably have it. Mm-hmm. And if it gets into your bubble, man, it, it just tears right through. I Like, I got it, um, and I now know about uh, from the contact that I had and the person who we assume gave it to me, uh, I, I know about 11, 12 people uh, who have been infected with COVID-19. Oh, yeah. It happens quick. Yeah, it's scary. You got to start thinking about all the people, even though we're all, you know, staying at home. I went and had a beer with a friend the other day uh, before Christmas, like uh, the weekend before. And I thought maybe I caught it from you, Taz. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to if I have it, I'm going to have to call him. He was talking to his wife and his kids right after. And you start thinking how it snowballs out of control so quickly. Really, and this is with limited interaction. Yeah. So imagine there was no restrictions in place. The number of people that you would have possibly infected, and that's where you know quickly you understand why a lot of these uh, protocols are in place. Because I could, I know exactly when I got it. You know, I uh, the person who's been in my bubble. Uh, thinks they got it through their workplace. Mm-hmm. Someone in their workplace was infected, and uh, they found that out. They called me and said, hey, listen, this is going on. I got to get tested. And a couple days later, I lost my sense of smell and my sense of taste, and I was like, oh, boy, here we go. So, I, That's I, I, all she wrote for the Taz, man. <laughs> Had a good run. I, I I know what it's like when I've given you a cold in the past. What did you say to the guy on the phone who gave you COVID? How did that conversation go? Were you upset or were you well, understanding? Un- initially, I was understanding um, because I don't want because it's really not their fault, right? Like I, I made my own decisions. I interacted with that person indoors without a mask on, thinking that we'd be safe. But every person you do that with, it's not—it's a question of who have they interacted mm-hmm. with. And so I didn't want the person to feel that bad uh, while we were both going through it. And there was a couple of us uh, who were in a bubble who all got it. And we were doing conference calls talking about how we were feeling. And we all had different symptoms. Like I, I felt like I had a really bad sinus cold. I was getting bad headaches, lost the smell and taste, like I mentioned. Which sucks around Christmas with all the. We had a an eight pound prime rib that I had defrosted, ready to go for. <laughs> for I still ate it. I just yeah. couldn't taste the thing. Right, it's like chewing on leather. But you know, everyone just wanted to get through it, and and it sucked. And the anxiety was was awful. Being someone with pre existing conditions, I've got bad asthma. I've got uh, a couple other concerns, and uh, you know, I was terrified. But uh, yeah, the, the health the health community is doing an outstanding job, and I can't say thank you enough to them. But <laughs> it was something else to be wearing a mask Christmas morning. I was peeking from the basement, just watching my kids open presents, 
real bummer Christmas morning, you know? <laughs> like Harry Potter. He live under the stairs and yeah. can't partake in the family activities. Exactly. Yeah. But in the big picture, I can't complain because I got through it. I've been cleared to leave the house now, and, and, and I've gotten through COVID. Do I want to get it again? No. Can I get it again? Apparently. I've got some antibodies right now, they say, but uh, they wear off. They I, I'm do. like, uh, yeah, I'm like Super Mario right now when he gets the star. I'm <laughs> invincible, but you know when the music changes and yeah. you know that the that it's about to wear off. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Get over the piranhas. Oh, yeah, but uh, I I just want everyone to know if you think uh, that you're not going to get it and you've become a little more comfortable and you're complaining about uh, having to stay away from friends and family, thank God I didn't infect my parents. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, or, or all my sisters and brothers' families. You know, and if there hadn't been the lockdown in place, it probably would have happened. So uh, wear a mask if you're indoors for sure, because those are the, the high-risk interactions. No mask indoors. That's how I got it. And, uh, and yeah, it was a COVID Christmas. <laughs> it's nice to have something to do other than binge-watching television, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Good to be back here. <laughs> yeah. Did you get into her? What were you watching over the past couple weeks? Hey, what did I watch? I watched a lot of the new, the old Star Wars, like the original Star or sorry, Star Trek. Um, I, I feel like I should be more cultured in the geek world, and that's it's it's it, it's a good show, but it's hard to get through. I find myself falling asleep a lot watching Star Trek. Uh, it's a is very this slow original paced. series. Or this next is Shatner. Generation? I'm talking Shatner, the OG. Um, right. Yeah, I watched a, a ton of Christmas movies, the most Christmas movies I've ever watched. Three Diehards. Um, nothing really stuck out. I didn't really see anything that really blew me away, to be honest. You? Did you rent Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day? I was planning on it, and then luckily read some reviews before I did and dodged that bullet, that $30 bullet. Yeah. In the United States, if you have HBO Max, you could watch it with your subscription. But here in Canada, unless you're doing the uh, the illegal box streaming thing, you had to pay 30 bucks to mm -hmm. watch the new Wonder Woman movie at home. I uh, I pulled the trigger. I paid thirty dollars and regretted it big time. Yeah, it, <laughs> what the was so movie bad about was it? just oh, it was just there was like a couple good parts, like a couple good ideas, but it was just like too much crap just crammed in there. It, it didn't really like the whole Kristen Wiggs character. It's like this doesn't make sense. Why would she be doing this? And she was good in the movie, Wonder Woman. What a knockout! Like, are you kidding me? She is just she's got it all: mm -hmm. brains, brawn, <laughs> uh, sense of strong, sense of, independent uh, spirit, sense of justice, honor, truth. <laughs> you know, she's got it all, but. Uh, yeah, it was not a good movie. It did make me feel good about the future of of the theater business when this gets back to normal. Because if I had spent $18 to see that in the theater, I probably would have felt better about it than spending 30 bucks at home for whatever reason. Because you know when I mean? she went you, out. 
Yeah, you've gone, you've, you've gotten experience. You've gone to the movie theater and seen a bad movie. And by the time you're in your car, you're like, yeah, whatever. It wasn't good. And you're over it. But at home, uh, spending $30 to rent a, the Wonder Woman movie, I was steaming about it for like four <laughs> days. Yeah. The best part about watching a bad movie in a theater is you can hear everybody grumbling like quietly as you're leaving and you can kind of get their reviews and kind of overhear what people are thinking about it. I love that. You can't do that at home unless you just hear your wife complaining about it yeah or you or you jump on twitter yeah. like you said <laughs> i wasn't the only one thirty dollars to, to I, I i can't see how that is a sustainable business model i don't think people w- will pay that money to watch movies at home well it's been this one and mulan both of which people have not enjoyed apparently um so that's that's all for two as far as the at-home viewing experiences go Right. So I don't think it's yeah trending in the right direction. Okay, it's spoiler alert here. If you haven't seen the new Wonder Woman, spoiler. It's hard to spoil a movie that's that's terrible. <laughs> it, it's not. It's not good. But Wonder Woman suddenly knows how to fly. Like she just figures it out. There's like no without the invisible plane. Without the invisible plane, like uh, Chris P- Pine's character is a pilot, and he mentions offhand that the sky is just wind and air, and you need to respect the the, the wind and the air. And then she's just up in the sky, and she's like, "Oh, I guess I can fly now." <laughs> he thinks back, like, "Oh, wind and air. Oh, that's all it is. Okay, well, uh, then I'll just put my hand out, and I can fly now." Oh, mind over matter. Come on, Wonder Woman. <laughs> 30 bucks for that? Give me some sort of explanation. Some sort of magical explanation as to how you can suddenly fly or I'm not buying it. Yeah, just have some God give you some boots. <laughs> fly. Right. The magic flying boots. I would have accepted that. $30 well spent. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a text message here. You can uh, text or call us anytime, 1-833-829-6546. That's 1-833-TAZ-AND-JIM. You guys are talking about shows that you binge-watched over the break. Did you get into Cobra Kai at all? Jim, you into the Cobra Kai on Netflix? No. Is there a new season out or something? Is this new or just people catching on to it now? No, season three of Cobra Whoa. Kai came out on uh, New Year's Day. Oh, I missed that news. Have you seen the first two? No, I ha- I've only seen the first couple episodes. It's great. I just never sat down and bothered watching the, the rest of it. Uh, but it is a surprisingly good show. I watched the entire third season. <laughs> what else are you going to do? You're stuck at home, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a tweet um, from Drew. Drew says... The more I watch Cobra Kai, the more I'm starting to wonder if there's a secret underground battle between karate dojos happening in London or Hamilton that I've just never noticed before. Taz and Jim, can we look into this some more? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would like to think that there is uh, some sort of... Uh, dojo rivalry happening under our noses that oh, we're unaware totally. of. Like in the sewers one night a month, they, they fight with like <laughs> shirtless guys holding money around. You know, I don't actually, this yeah. is getting a little <laughs> homo Yeah, this is getting a little Top Gun esque uh, volleyball scene, but uh, I would love, I always wanted to be invited to like a fight club, something like that. Chain link fence. 
yes. around the fighters, people holding money in their hand, cheering and screaming, that sort of thing. Yeah, one guy's collecting the money, but you're not sure how he knows how to pay anybody out after the decision because <laughs> he's just grabbing he's money. The, he's got the chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, he put the number he's down. He's got the chalkboard, Jim. That's how he knows, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some karate... Uh, rivalries. It is hilarious watching that show. Like, if you think about it, both uh, both Danielson and uh, Johnny are such losers that they just can't let this whole karate thing go. <laughs> they were in high school, and now they're in their fifties. That's <laughs> so common. Every time, every time they walk into a room together, they just glare like. <laughs> You know how many they guys who, who played against each other? There's probably guys who played hockey against each other in high school that still hate each other to this day that are 40, 50. I guarantee it. That would probably be the Canadian equivalent to, to Cobra Kai. You're right. It's the, the old hockey rivalries. There's a couple guys who didn't make the show, right? They came close. They didn't quite make the show, and they, they blame that, that one other dude. For their uh, their lack yeah. of success, the guy from uh, the guy from Norwich who tripped them and uh, broke their ankle <laughs> before their draft year. That's right, and every time they happen to be at the same cocktail party, <laughs> woo! What's this guy Sparks doing at your buck fly. and doe? I will scrap him outside this arena. Who invited Gordy to this buck and doe? <laughs> That was 30 Drove years ago, man. Let it go. <laughs> Later tonight, if it does get uh, get really cold and you see icicles uh, dangling from your ease troughs, don't lick them. I know it's tempting. Why not? It's good fun. Don't lick the icicles. <laughs> a, a woman from Iowa, she is a meteorologist. She's gone viral on TikTok. Because this is apparently where meteorologists are hanging out nowadays. <laughs> On TikTok, she uh, she posted a video warning against the dangers of licking icicles. Form. It's from water that melts off of your roof and runs. When icicles form, it's from water that melts off of your roof and runs down the side of a building. Well, here's the thing. You know what else is on your roof? Bird poop. A lot of it. And that water picks it up and freezes it in the ice. You're eating poop. <laughs> what? Okay, I thought it was going to be a warning of when you go to grab one, they come down and they stab you as they fall. But not, yeah. not eating them is actually bad for you. They're full of bird poop. I, you know, it's hard to believe. You look at it, you get a nice crystal clear <laughs> dangler, you know? Yeah. It, it looks so so refreshing, but poop particles are pretty invisible. Yeah, yeah, you, definitely, if you see white chunks in there, <laughs> do not lick the icicles. But those, uh, those poop particles, they can go undetected until they're oh. already on your tongue. It seems so obvious. It seems so obvious now that I think about it. But I used to do it like off you know, my cousin's barn roof all the time, and that would be, <laughs> there's pigeons there all the time. I think yeah. that's why I tested negative for COVID, all the icicles I've eaten. <laughs> Your immune system yeah. from all the bird poop <laughs> that you've consumed over the years. I already got the bird flu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so gross. Another thing ruined, though. Another one of life's simple pleasures. I don't know if I can ever enjoy an icicle again. 
you mentioned, Jim, you watched the, the Die Hard trilogy over the past couple weeks, over Christmas. You watched all three Die Hard movies, or yeah. three of them. Yeah. The first three. Uh, Die Hard 2, when the guy gets stabbed in the eye with the icicle. Amazing. You, you, you thought the worst part was getting stabbed in the eye by John McClane with that icicle. No. It's all the bird poop that would be on your uh, on your brain and in your eye cavity afterwards. That's oh, what's going to kill John. you. <laughs> no, no, not the icicle. It's bird poop in it. Don't put it in my... <laughs> we'll get back into the music coming up. It's Taz and Jim. You're eating poop. Looking for the people's champ. No, seriously, where are they? Uh... Are they in Barbados, Hawaii? We can't find any of our politicians. They all went on vacation. Jim, I know you're really enjoying these stories of Canadian politicians who mysteriously disappeared over the Christmas break. Mm-hmm. The old rules for thee but not for me politicians. I'm surprising absolutely nobody how many of them broke their own lockdown rules and went away. The, the main guy is Rod Phillips, who is the uh, yeah. finance minister who got caught. No, 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 no. He's the former. If you Google <laughs> Rod Phillips underneath his name, it says former finance minister of Ontario. He was forced to resign yeah. after his little vacay. He was in the Caribbean. Uh, he left December. The best is a, he, he was in the Caribbean, but he had like pre-scheduled a bunch of uh, social media posts to make it look like he was still working. Yeah, like he was in front of the fireplace at home being like, now that we're all locked down with our families at home, let's take this time to remember we're all in this together. Meanwhile, he's like uh, on the beach. There's a steel drum in the background and he's loving life. And, and he posted uh, pictures of himself at a bunch of small businesses. Make sure you get out there and support small businesses. And it, like different days these posts were going up and every, someone was like, he's wearing the same shirt in all of these pictures. Uh, so either he's he took all these pictures in one day before he left for vacation, <laughs> or Rod Phillips does not change his shirt. What's more embarrassing, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I mean, that's one guy, one story, but there's dozens. It's crazy. We got Nikki Ashton. She's the NDP MP. Uh, she was uh, traveled to Greece to visit her seriously ill grandmother, which you can sympathize with, but there's a lot of people with sick grandmothers, a lot of people who missed the the bedside at the hospital death uh, for a lot of family members. So, I mean, right. we're all in the same boat as far as that goes. There's Kamal Kara, who's the Liberal MP on Sunday, who stepped down. She went to Seattle. Uh, Samir Zuberi. Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the grunge city. Uh, Samir Zuberi, who's a L- uh, Liberal MP, went to Delaware. Uh, Pierre Arcand, who is a Quebec Liberal Party, he went to Barbados with his wife. Yuri Chassin, who was uh, the coalition, some Quebec political group, was in Peru. Joe Hargrave, uh, Saskatchewan's highway minister, was in California. Tracy Allard was in Hawaii. Jeremy Nixon, who was in Alberta riding of Calgary Klein, he was in Hawaii over the Christmas break. Pat Wren, uh, who was uh, represents uh, Slave Lake, went to Mexico. Uh, but he says hey, God, it was previously planned, though. It wasn't on the in the in a, on a whim. We had planned to go. He apologized How on Facebook. How far back would would you have to plan for that to be an acceptable? Twenty nineteen. Okay. Jason Steffen, Red Deer South, Alberta uh, MP. He went to Phoenix, Arizona. Tanny Yeo, 
from the United Conservative Party caucus went to uh, Buffalo. They went to Mexico. Oh, party. Yeah. I was hoping that Yayo went down to uh, Colombia. No? <laughs> well, it was Tony Yayo, the rapper. It sounds a lot like Tanny Yayo for sure. <laughs> well, it's good to see that it uh, doesn't matter what political party you're a member of, Canadian politicians can agree on one thing, that uh, the rules don't apply to them. Yeah, and we all know Justin Trudeau is getting on the sneakiest plane back from Barbados himself for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim, uh, what do you, you have a, a follow-up here? I, I, if you're just tuning in, I tested positive for COVID-19 over the Christmas break. I was just talking about my experience getting through that battle. And you don't think I, uh, I, I answered your question? Well, you kind of dodged a little bit. You know, when I asked you, how much are you going to lord over, you know, this over the person's head who who got you sick from COVID? Because I've gotten you sick from a cold before. I asked you how you reacted to them telling you I figured you would snap on them or make them feel super guilty. And you said, oh, right away, I didn't make them feel guilty because we're all in the same boat. But but then it was like you were going to say something after that you didn't get to. Clearly, you have to do it. I'm going to going to make them feel horrible for giving me COVID-19, <laughs> just like you're going to make me feel horrible for calling you on Christmas morning to say that I was COVID positive, forcing you to go out and get the nose swab. Yeah. Wasn't that fun? No. Because even at least when you got the nose swab, you were you were symptomatic and you felt like you might have something, and it was probably a great relief to get go through the system and hear the results just to be sure. At least I knew what I was dealing with, but you didn't. You tested negative, so yeah. you didn't have COVID, and you still had to get the swabby. Yeah, I, I begrudgingly went because it was like you know when you try to figure out how many days was the contact and how many days is it now. Right. I was like right at the tail end of it. And I, I was actually more concerned that I would get COVID from the COVID testing center where all the people who think they have COVID <laughs> are going instead of me s- sitting at home like I was, yeah. right? So uh-huh. it, it was weird, though. The, the swab in the nose, people talk about how uncomfortable, you know, painful it is. I wouldn't call it painful, but it was a very weird, intense sensation. The nurse who gave me my swab, uh, she was standing there with the, the mask and the PPE on. She had it in her hand. She's like, okay, Taz, I cannot stress enough how uncomfortable this experience is going to be for you. It is not enjoyable at all. And I said to her, I'm like, I hope you're setting the bar, my expectation high. So afterwards, I'll say, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> But no, it was terrible. I was like, wow, my eyes were watering. And I, uh, she tried to get it in there. She, she shoved the thing up my nose uh, twice and just like a, uh, reaction, knee jerk reaction. My head kept moving back. She's like, okay, uh, that's two strikes. She's like, now I'm going to have to hold the back of your head. So she had to, <laughs> what? She had to hold the back of my head and just cram that thing up and tickle my brain. Wow. It, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it wasn't fun, but you do what you got to do. And oh, sorry about the swab thing, Jim. I apologize. No, it was just <laughs> the most had... uncomfortable thing I've ever experienced. Yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least you only had to get your nose swabbed, all right? (laughs)
I can't think of the scenario Please, where you I don't uh, Yeah. I hope it's shared a toilet seat. That. That's it. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.